0: Seven oh nine Meridian, an audio commentary podcast. My name's Andrew,
1: and this is D, the...
0: and we are continuing the late summer of duologies with um, the Joan Wilder duet, uh, "Romancing the Stone," and
1: the Joan Wilder Chronicles.
0: The Joan, yes, the Joan Wilder Wilder Chronicles, um, and so it's "Romancing the Stone." Uh, This week, and then it'll be Jewel of the Nile next week. Um, Michael Douglas produced these and starred in them. It was kind of his breakthrough as a movie star. He had been, he'd already won an Oscar at this point for producing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And so he was showing himself to be a savvy behind the scenes guy. But as far as tv goes he was basically a uh, young cop partner who tried to to be a lead basically All right. you know like streets
1: of san francisco streets of
0: san francisco he was the sidekick he was the young Hapman sidekick to carl malden was it i don't know i never saw the show but oh. um and then he did the Star Chamber, which I still haven't seen. He was the cameraman really? in the, I haven't seen the Star Chamber yet. I know. We should Man. do we should do a Peter yeah. Haynes. We could we, we could do a Peter Haynes and we could quit with the Star relic. Chamber
1: trying to think Star Chamber time cop. Yeah. Running scared.
0: Running okay. scared. Hmm. There's some 70s shit, but we could do eighties. We could start with eighties yeah. and then do early nineties and just quit after relic and relics shot in the field museum so like that's kind of that one's pretty good too um but anyway so uh michael douglas wasn't a movie star yet um his dad was still making theatrical movies he was making tv show tv movies but tough guys would come out a couple years later and that would be a, a reasonable hit for old Kirk Douglas, and so like Michael was still living in his dad's shadow, even though dad was in his sixties or seventies. Um, but then along came *Romancing the Stone*, and Michael Douglas was able to be um, a likable asshole. He was able to be a scoundrel,
1: right? Which is not uh, 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 likable to moms. It, he was kind of.
0: There you go. That your there, moms. Mom's, Your mom's
1: favorite guy.
0: Yeah, he's he's you know you don't have an Indiana Jones this year. You might as well watch. Except you did have an Indiana Jones that year,
1: right? But, uh, was, that's
0: even more impressive that this was a hit then. Um, but
1: the secret of but this kind of was in line with uh, kind of the indie mania that followed. There was a, a yes. slight and indie, you know, knockoffs.
0: I'm, I am thought there. of something that we could watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should watch them. I haven't seen them since I was 10 or 11, but I think we should watch Ellen Quartermain. Right. One and two filmed back to back. Good old canon out of the Salkine playbook. So, uh, spoiler, that might be coming up. But, uh, yeah, so the, the star of this is... Kathleen Turner, which is one of her first, like, PG-ish roles. She'd been very adult oh, yeah, in movies.
1: Same after, um...
0: Wasn't Crimes of Body Passion? Heat. Yeah, Body Heat was 81, and then wasn't Crimes of Passion, or whatever that one's called, this 84, too?
1: Um, Probably. She yeah. was very much a... Uh, she did... They, a, were, they were making her a dirty Lauren Bacall at the yeah.
0: time. Um, and this sort of gave her something different to do, and it led to other things, um, like uh, that. Peggy Sue got married. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, but it's written by Diane Thomas, I believe her name is, and it's got a a fantastic script, and then she died in a car accident. uh, Either very soon after its release, or something about, uh, she was intended to write the sequel, but died before she could and michael douglas kept it going and basically we lost our a franchise because they rushed it they didn't find Mm -hmm. somebody who could who could do the script right and so we lost this sort of mythic this this should have been a series until 93 they should have been doing these till 93
1: well they were saying that you know had uh julie the nile not been a colossal flop to this you know to the hit, then they probably would have at least done another one. Well, but
0: they shouldn't have made such a terrible piece of shit as we will be watching next (laughs) week. But, uh, hey, at least there's the Billy Ocean song. Right. Um, yeah. And then these two would re-team for The War of the Roses, which was a uh, hate your spouse black comedy that Danny DeVito did. Um, there were a lot of those during the, that was kind of the first big one, but they sort of continued to the, to the mid to late nineties, this whole genre of just boomers being vicious to one another. Um, yeah. And it.
1: A lot it, of them were uh, uh touchstone movies.
0: Yeah. It's weird too. <laughs> they all featured,
1: Disney. they all featured kind of a combination of Bette Midler, Danny DeVito, uh, Shelley Long. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of incredible how much Disney hates the world, but they now own this movie, so we should watch it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Touchstone's weird. We're not doing a Touchstone series, but I, I wish somebody would write a book about how Touchstone is as fucking weird as it is, because it's still weird, especially when you consider that it has no legacy. They well, like, they
1: had vehicles. They were all vehicles for like they found a niche, and that niche was Bette Midler. <laughs> well, yeah. If anybody benefited off a of Touchstone, uh, it had to have been her and well, maybe Shelley Long to a When you lesser think degree. about
0: it, that's Bet Midler's own fault for doing that to her legacy. Like <laughs> they, they
1: tried to get the teeny bopper crowd with a, like, Can't Buy Me Love. But,
0: now, Hollywood never did, Hollywood Pictures Everyone was Touchstones
1: adjacent Ad-
0: adjacent yeah. disney for adults r-rated disney whereas touchstone tried to be more like pg oh, they, were, PG-13.
1: Yeah, they were pushing pg-13 yeah. was
0: arachnophobia touchstone or hollywood
1: i think that was hollywood pictures
0: but it like was on the it was that was almost, supposed to be their jaws yeah it's an incredible time to have grown up watching all this crap because there was no like discussion of the brands in this way. I mean, if there was, it was in, you know, daily variety and not accessible to 15 year olds or fuck 12 year olds. It was just, it was so fucking obvious. You couldn't help but notice it as you watched all these weird movies. Like, Mm -hmm. man. Um, And then There are some really good touchstones in the 90s that Mm. sort of... Well, I mean, what's love got to do with it is there's stuff like that that is not maybe a... The hit, like, it's not...
1: It should have been.
0: It's not the hit. It should have been a bigger hit, and the star should have gotten... Should have been a bigger hit from it, even if the movie's not... Even if it's still a touchstone movie. But... Uh they had this thing where they were really, they like had no personality to their cinematography. Like their lighting was bland as shit until.
1: Yeah, it was flat
0: ransom or something. I think it was ransom. Okay. Mm. We're going to start <laughs> on this because I had the observation this morning that one of the things as I was driving to work. I don't know what set it off, but I'm like, the other thing is, you know, Mel Gibson made a whole fucking movie about how white supremacy sucked. And then what happened? Like, Lethal Weapon Uh 2 was. Oh, all right. Anyway, let's continue. (laughs) Fuck that guy. (laughs) All right. So, you ready? Yeah. All right. Starting in three, two, one, play.
2: Where's my Disney logo? Oh, now it's. Hey. This is Fox.
0: There we go. Oh, who did the score to this?
2: this
0: Ellen is Silvestri. Silvestri.
1: Yeah, Zemeckis. Zemeckis.
0: Yeah, which
1: explains why Mary Ellen Trainer's in here somewhere.
0: So, romance novels got sort of mainstream in the eighties, like. They got more culturally acceptable, it seemed like. And this was very much
2: like making fun of the romance novel. Now, this is
1: actually what uh, opened the door for Zemeckis to do Back to the Future, I believe.
0: He'd never done anything like this before. Like this was, because he'd done.
1: Yeah, cause he was. He was one of uh, Spielberg's sort of
2: students, and he had done used cars. He did. Uh, I want to hold your hand, but this is like. As we will see, it is going to be a very,
0: I don't know if, you know, Zemeckis wants to be Steven Spielberg and Ron Howard wants to be Steven Spielberg. And at times Zemeckis and Ron Howard are sort of
2: the same idea.
0: Also, I'm pretty sure on VHS, it was a little bit less obvious how wet and see-through that shirt is.
1: Oh, definitely! Thank God for Blu-ray, because
2: <laughs> and so <laughs> now we've
0: got like it's because Zemeckis does have like a, a comedy touch to him, and
1: yeah, Zemeckis is kind of like a uh, higher-brow Joe Dante almost.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. But then Zemeckis has somehow gone on to be even more obnoxious. Like he's definitely uh,
1: chasing Spielberg. Yeah. Uh
0: And what's so
2: weird about that is...
0: They had their whole competition for the box office, but then also it's like, did they also have like some competition for Oscars? Which seems more and more likely. This would be so. This was a year before Silverado and a couple of years before Three Amigos, but
1: 84,
0: yeah. We were starting to see the return of Western, right? Theatrical
1: stuff. When did Pale Rider come out? That was what
0: Pale Rider was like eighty four. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: Snowy River and all that shit.
0: Awful.
2: (laughs) Pale Rider's bad. Uh Um. (laughs) Okay, so now.
1: Here's a very unsexy mm-hmm. Kathleen Turner. Like, she's very much playing against type at this point.
0: She's so incredibly good in this. I can't... Yes. Like, they just needed to keep... Well, Zemeckis doesn't come back to direct the next one. They, like, yeah, let this get why. away from Zemeckis, and they shouldn't have.
1: Yeah. If it, At least... if. The third one had gone through. They should have had Zemeckis come back and direct that yeah. one.
0: But like Zemeckis wasn't... This was a Michael Douglas production. And so the yeah. worst thing happened. Once Douglas... Uh, hey, Walden Books. Wow. 1984 <laughs> it is, baby. Um, but once... Mike's ego was satisfied. He didn't need Robert Semeckis. Who directed no. the next one? It's not Sidney J. Fury. It's somebody like that, though. Oh,
1: man. So fucking bad.
0: Man. Oh, there's a cat in it. So.
2: You can't
0: remake this. No. But it's obviously Rachel McAdam. In the reboot. Oh,
1: look, she's my go-to for just about anything. Like, because she could do anything. And she's, you know, any kind of viable for just about any part.
2: Kind of like, uh, I like, um,
1: what you call her? Uh, I like Brie Larson, but she's still kind of youngish. You know? Yeah.
2: And
0: she also isn't working very hard. Like, she's not... That's kind of the weird thing at this point is, is it's like, these people aren't trying to do Oscar
2: bait, which
0: is... You know, it it messes up the momentum of a career. Like we have no idea what Robert Downey's career would have been like without Iron Man. Oh, yeah. It would have been totally different, and I bet there would have been better movies in there.
1: Yeah. A lot of a lot more uh I would say independent shit. Yeah. Okay, so we've got the uh
0: book covers. The novelization is pen named by the um Oh, Larry, Larry Paul, Blade Runner, Larry Paul. Dean, it's Dean, Dean Condy, Oh, all right. Yeah, he's not back. He for the looks next, so I good. don't think. Yes. Oh, man. And then Spielberg took him. And then, then, then. Now we yeah, just make
1: Scooby-Doo
0: movies.
1: By the next one. Yeah, that's what happened. The next one. Everybody was working on Back to the Future.
0: So, around this time for Columbia was another Michael Douglas production that he didn't star in. It was Starman. Um, but, I mean, it, this era of 80s was like big concepts. Yes. For, you know, before you had CGI. And so, before you even had... I mean, when we say CGI, we mean before you had—I don't know what would you didn't have flying; you couldn't do flying effects reliably. Not really. Like well, that's why nobody else did it was because it was so much work to do it on Superman that nobody wanted to like make it improve. Well,
1: yeah, it. and Superman they like invented shit. Yeah,
0: and to then. Make it look- They do, uh, okay, so yes, she's not playing a fem se- uh, femme fatale sex pot, but she no. does, uh, she's got it where luxury. it counts, yeah, yeah.
1: But then later on, she sort of, uh,
2: you'll see, she kind of comes out, yeah. Her, her, she has her eat, pray, love here, um.
1: she's nice at old lady. Yep. And...
0: Except I'm sorry, this is what's called character development, and um the youth don't like that. Well if it doesn't well, inform didn't... the plot, they don't like it.
1: Look, if this was made now, she'd be over there already. <laughs> we we would have skipped all of this.
0: Oh god, I mean
1: you would have started with her in the fucking jungle,
0: Well, yeah, because otherwise you would have had to shoot on location in New York,
1: like. Yeah. Or you know, go to Toronto and dress a street up like this. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> CGI the rest of it. Okay, so we yeah. got our suspicious fellow here. Do we have a cameo? No, not. I mean, this guy's somewhat familiar, but he's not like a stunt player not like gary marshall's directing this
1: right It's not hector elizondo okay Uh-oh.
0: so we're 10 minutes in right this is a 106 minute movie basically and we still haven't seen top build michael douglas no holland taylor so this is
1: definitely yeah Alan taylor this is definitely um he let Kathleen get the spotlight. Yeah. of
0: this—that's kind of the problem. In the next one, is that they don't have anybody who's good at writing the two of them together, so they have to immediately yeah, so get they a have them fight each
1: other's. Throats all the goddamn time. Instead
0: of working together. And as we've actually established unintentionally on 709 Meridian, it's much better when your couple works in unison. Um, because yeah. then you basically just have a buddy pick where you have multiple active participants. So Holland Taylor, oh god, this is the other uh oh, dude yeah. just looked right into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Cruis like, you fucking idiot. Um right.
1: And Holland Taylor playing Holland Taylor. Cause yeah. This was every part she played shit up until now, pretty much. Like, yeah. She does it well, though. Yes, she does.
0: She's somebody who either there's like some great plays we all missed or there's some, I don't know, show or some obscure movie where she's just got some awesome well, performance. Being what?
1: 84? Yeah. She was just coming off with what? Bosom buddies.
2: As the boss on there. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Imagine.
0: (laughs) So what we're saying is there aren't very many actors of the caliber of Sitcom stars of the early 80s anymore. Uh, we're wow. at a severe loss in the 2020s. Okay, we're off to Columbia. Columbia. And what's your old oh, girl's biggest part in a movie ever, right?
1: Mrs. Robert Zemeckis.
0: Mrs. Robert Zemeckis, but she's never had this much to do.
1: Not really. She's always the mom or. Yeah. And Lethal Weapon, the psychologist. Mm -hmm. Die Hard, the random reporter. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting that um, later on in the early 90s, Parker Lewis, she played the mother in the pilot. And then they got another actress for like the first season, and then suddenly... They switched back to Mariella Trainer for the oh, rest huh. of the series. And I don't know. I think I like the other actors. <laughs> but but Mariella Trainer in season two, I guess, got to bring a bonus with her. Uh, Robert Zemeckis had a cameo in an episode.
0: So. Wow. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg would never... <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg did oh, not to help Kate Capshaw's career. Nope. thing ever. Other
1: kid, this was the coolest shit. Oh yeah, because this little boy its uh, is driving a fucking car,
0: right? And this is kind of the thing—is that you? This is how you have a multi. Uh, this is how you have a tent pole in the '80s right like yeah. you don't understand viewing patterns yet like not everybody's got a screen everywhere so you include a little bit of a thing to identify to give that uh to attract the attention of that
1: yeah punch it up
0: audience right so you're you're a little boy watching this boring movie about some lady in new york yeah, but then all of a sudden,
1: a kid driving a car. It's there's like, a kid oh,
0: driving shit. a car, and then there's immediately a Danny Glover comedy bit.
1: DeVito. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito and this guy who plays is what his cousin. Ira. His
0: cousin. And that's another thing that's missing in the next one is.
1: Right. Ira. He's not there. Which probably would have helped.
0: Yeah. And now Danny DeVito at this point was still the guy off Taxi.
1: Bowie. This was his yeah, was big still breakout. Bowie. Definitely.
0: And he, of course, has gone on to become a national treasure. But he would produce movies. Danny DeVito is, oh, yeah. you know, arguably the most successful um actor-producer of this era. I mean, Jersey I think Films him for being is better than...
1: Yeah. He's partially responsible for how high. <laughs> Alright. So, Ms. Wilder's back to her apartment and shit got wrecked.
0: So this is another Panavision movie that was a video and cable hit, and then probably it was probably a hit when it aired cut on network,
1: like oh yeah, I can they, you know like this definitely had a second life mm-hmm. in home video and cable
0: and it got a lot of this is one where people just forgot they made a second one they didn't, oh yeah, they didn't like think about it. It was like the yeah, original. of the Nile.
1: Yeah, like you of the Nile is like a a a, a minute black uh neuralizer of a movie. <laughs> you could <laughs> for- see it and then forget about yeah. it instantly. You
0: just know that it was bad and then they stopped making new ones and then it was over. But like this would have had that would have still had this would have had, I guess I'm saying a, a second life in the early nineties too. Yeah.
1: So like well, it, it
0: remained uh pop cu- it remained in the home video pop culture. Yeah. It
1: was sphere. definitely a yep. They did, I think in the trivia say that there was a third one planned where they were gonna have kids. Yep. And then you know, go off. But again, thanks to Jewel of the Nile being a piece of shit. <laughs> And then they went and did War of the Roses anyway. So I was like, eh.
0: There were like... I don't know if there were ever any like real rumors of a 90s sequel to it. Like a... some attempt to do another one after Michael Douglas started producing again. But that didn't last very long. And...
1: Yeah, then... Kathleen just, Turner kind of.
2: Yeah.
1: She fell ill, I guess. Yeah.
2: So it wasn't much she, you know.
1: Yeah. I think after a while it was just voiceovers for her.
0: Yeah. She's in the last couple seasons of that Kaminsky method. You still need to watch that. Now that we're yeah, watching, Michael called Fiken Michael Douglas. Fiken. Um <laughs> Yeah, you gotta catch up on that. Like that's it. They lose Alan Arkin, but then they bring in the whole like I don't think Danny DeVito's in it, but he pr he could be. And it but it works. It's really it's it's yeah, it's good. There's oh. some shit at the end with terrible CGI, but it is supposed to be <laughs> it is supposed to be about a Warner Brothers movie. So I guess
1: it being the worst Locked fucking it.
0: CGI in the world's fine.
1: Well, what you call it turned out to be pretty good. Um, I was going to tap out on that offer, but Which it one? turned out to be okay, buddy. And oh,
0: the I offer. I just don't
1: like, uh, yeah, I, I don't care too much for Miles Teller, though. No. He didn't really stand out, if anything. um, What's his face? Yeah. I want to say Michael Sheen. Whoever I think that was him that played uh, Robert Evans, like oh, owns like yeah, he the last half. Yeah, of He's no, so not good. not Michael Steen. Um, oh shit, what is his name? The guy from uh, Watchmen who played Ozymandias. Good. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he plays Robert Evans, and yeah. the last half of that show is. He owns that shit.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say that the secret of uh, Downton Abbey is that it is really actually fucking amazing and great. Everybody who acted on it was great, and Matthew Good was on that. He was just like, oh, he can be great when he's got this amazing script to do. But, yeah, (laughs) it just, he picked the wrong first thing. He was on The Good Wife for a season. He he was uh-huh. one of her boyfriends in the refrigerator. He was great on that, and then he like, quit to do something else, and they're going to kill him off in Downton because he's too busy to go back to it for one of the reunion uh-huh. movies. He's missed the last two, and they're just like the whole fucking show's about old girl getting married to picking uh-huh. a dude, and then she picked a dude, and he's never in one of the fucking movies because he's too busy, and they won't pay him.
2: Damn. Yeah. Oh, Danny. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was re- really on top of it back then. Yeah. Like
2: But I mean just the whole fucking thing of it,
0: like Zemeckis. This
1: is right. Yeah.
0: He's just not a shot. Yep. He's got the shot, he's got Dean. Silvestri's is, on it. This has got this is one of Silvestri's top four scores.
1: Oh, yeah. This is before he, everything started to sound like either Back to the Future or Roger Rabbit.
0: right. Speaking of Touchstone, um,
1: or Predator,
0: was that? Did we rant about Touchstone before or after we started recording? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, go Sylvester and the sound of Touchstone. Yeah. So this is same era as your Karate Kid. I'm trying to think. I mean, this was just a big era for... It was a new era oh, 84, for 84,
1: just, yeah.
0: It was... It was more of a crossover thing. Like, yes, your big hits were. You go look at the 70s. They were all
1: high concept, you know?
0: Yeah, it was Everything it was were, a blockbuster, but then it. Like, you couldn't see the,
1: nothing like this in right. the 70s. I mean, at all.
0: It'd be too. Uh, there'd be too much. It'd be too. 70s what
1: really. would have like, right because it would have to be either a, a fallout comedy or yeah. would it have, have been like a gritty fucking rated R
0: yeah <laughs> like. sorcerer this is sorcerer
1: yeah it, it would have Starring had to have been Roy just Shiner something
0: and, Meryl Street, and she's this mute girl <laughs> that he tries to help and then they die at the end together
1: <laughs> right, right this would have just been the just the most sobering film it would it would not have been the feel good movie that it is
0: well, and also there are certain things like we'll see some of the comedy beats are very you wouldn't have seen people in the towering inferno smoking pot and it being funny, but <laughs> by 1984, you can do that.
1: Although uh, it, it would be funny to find a deleted scene of O.J. somewhere. Hitting it before he had to get to that elevator.
2: <laughs> okay, now this guy, the the hitman... He's been following her since New York, I guess. I I would love to, this is one to
0: watch with the uh, pan and scan guide on. Like, if that were a thing... I don't know uh, if I'd dude. ever want to watch a whole movie like that, but there are some movies I'd like to see what the Pan and Scan really did. But, I mean, look at this. You're yeah, basically you got... only getting one subject, and you're not getting the backgrounds.
1: Just think of it as a square. You would, you would, you're would—you you not getting yeah. the bus, you're not getting the plants to the left.
0: This was one of the ones I remember. The first time I saw this, I was like, oh, "Okay, it's not just Die Hard. It's not just Star Wars. It can oh, be no, everything. This was,
1: it's everything." This was, this was amongst the the most notorious ones on TV. That was seriously pan and Oh
0: Yeah. I, in fact, I think this was an example. Maybe, yeah. are we having a flashback this, to some
1: TCM? This Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, remember? Oh, well, Ernie Hudson.
1: Ernie Hudson, yeah, it didn't exist in Ghostbusters. Ghost,
0: um, Ghostbusters fandom uh, of the 2020s sort of suggests that, too, that that's the one they watch. <laughs> oh. Also, this season, Douglas right. Busters In- announcing it now. Not sure if it's an axe or a <laughs> quarterman, right, but I got to watch him first. But here we got
1: yeah, M- really Michael Douglas makes his entrance. Michael
0: Douglas.
2: Oh, man.
1: Now he's the uh, embodiment of her uh, novelization heroes, kind of. Rough and rugged.
0: Yep. Who previously did not have a face. So we're going to establish the face is Michael Douglas.
1: As Jack, because all heroes of the 80s have to be named Jack or John.
0: Or Jack and John, like John, Jack Ryan. Um... Somebody should do an infographic
2: of that. Okay, so
0: now we're crossing. was he also
1: numb? A soldier numb? <laughs> oh, here we go. Danny DeVito. Yep. Coming across the uh, the guy here who
2: didn't get fragged, but. We have this additional comedy beat that...
1: Yeah, he's not supposed to be, uh... He's not supposed to recognize him. That he's involved in the whole bit. Right.
2: While s- sitting right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Playboy product placement? In Jack's boat. His dream. Like, we are 28 minutes into this movie. And we are going to set up the, the boat immediately with Jack. So.
0: Just the way the. Details are. Dropped into the plot. Are just so.
2: So good. Mm -hmm. Now also
1: around this time. I think maybe a year after this. There was another movie. That I think was more or less. Chasing. Romance in the Stone. It's called. um Might have even been another canon film. Uh, Jake Speed. Remember that shit?
0: I remember Jake Speed. I remember Jake Speed. Which
1: was very similar to this.
0: Yep. Jake Speed promised this.
2: Jake Speed was like
0: somehow some weird director star guy. Got a big right. It was some big deal.
1: crossover for whoever. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like there was because like Wilford Brimley was in it, and like at that point that meant legitimacy, and then people are like, it probably never should have meant legitimacy, but <laughs>
2: yeah. Take speed.
0: I don't. Yeah,
1: that was one that like kind of came and went because Fire people were Walker. just. Oh, well, that was, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, did they or did they not make a sequel to that one?
2: No. What? No? I always Firewall keep thinking they made another Chuck one. Norris and,
0: speaking of yeah, being Luke legitimized, Gossett. Chuck Norris and Luke Gossett. Poor Lou Gossett. Luke Gossett yeah, legitimized way too many bad white guy vehicles. He got
1: trapped. He got trapped, though. And doing those damn damn Iron Eagle sequels. Which really suck. Because they yeah. could have easily got what? Replace it with Paul Whitfield or some shit.
2: No, man. <laughs> you
0: replace
1: it. I'm Chappy's brother.
0: replace him with Carl Weathers.
1: Well, that could have worked too. Yeah. Since... They w wa- they like wash their hands of him after uh Action Jackson
2: and shit. Yeah. All
1: right, now we've got the whole uh old school type relationship between these two, the love hate
0: Yeah. We're doing uh getting, getting to Know You portion of the film. One night, yeah.
1: he's too rugged and manly and she's just a city. Slicker. Not cut out for this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Does she have heels? Oh, I think we're going right. to see him. I think he's going to fucking knock the thing off her heel. So this right. is also trying to do a modern day Indiana Jones type thing, right? Like,
1: yeah, it's indeed mixed with, uh, like you said, happened one night, you know, the old, uh, What do you call them, movies? You know, like Cary Grant and whoever. uh,
0: Yeah, the Screwball. Yeah.
1: Romance. Here we go. And
0: and we just got that, right? Like, except we're getting it with fucking special. We're getting it with good special effects for this shit. Like... (laughs) What if Dean had everything shot everything has Predator. to have a water slide? Imagine if Dean had <laughs> shot Predator. Oh. oh Predator's good looking, but imagine if Dean had shot it.
1: Yeah, if Dean had shot it with oh. stuff like this. Oh
0: uh-huh. everybody. Hey. Is the scene of basic instinct a reference to this?
1: Probably. Look at the games,
2: fellas. <laughs> what well, hell of a morning!
0: I I didn't want to say it earlier, but it looked like some of his face grease was eyeshadow, and it, it does still look like that. And I think he just wipes some of it off. I think it is. See, you didn't notice
1: be. that on VHS. No, of course not. Like, VHS, especially something that's, like, been played 50 times over.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, see, everybody? That's the other thing you don't understand about VHS.
1: Were you rented movies back then? You had to have been, like, one of the first people to get them.
0: (laughs) So, your DVDs break, right? But they break.
1: Or they scratch. They're scratched,
0: (laughs) but they, like, do something like they stutter... And it's clear there's something wrong. There's always something clearly wrong with your DVD if it's broken. It can Mm. still fuck you, like, in the last four minutes, but it's not like the thing, the more you watch it, the quality degrades. (laughs) Like... Yeah. It's not like the picture gets fuzzier. after, Like... Right. If you, for example, were going to copy a movie that you rented, you didn't want to copy uh-huh. a movie that had been out and rented a few times because it'd be a terrible copy. Like,
1: yeah. It would have been too fuzzy. And, oh. You now.
0: Danny DeVito mugshot. Doing shot. Danny
1: DeVito comedy with his mugshot on the wall there.
0: This is, Zemeckis at his best. This
2: is that, like.
1: That's why him and, like, Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future, with all that physical shit, he Mm -hmm. was, I just watched Back to the Future, and the way Michael J. Fox was just all over the place in that movie, like. There's just certain. There's a scene where he just, instead of running around the car to get to the door, he slides over the you know the hood and shit. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, the
0: gators. Yeah,
1: little snappers, will you? <laughs>
0: okay. The boat is back after the water slide and innuendos. That, look at the jungle. Look at the Dean jungle. Look at that.
1: Yeah. Oh. It actually looks like a shot for Predator. Kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: If it bleeds, we could kill it.
0: <laughs> yep. Here we go, everybody. I mean, then again, I have seen this movie. I've oh, this was a this.
1: cable yeah. back in the day.
0: I must have seen this movie 12 times, 13 times. I, think
1: I stayed home sick one day and they played this, the karate kid, and like Empire Strikes back, back back to back. That's that's the era. Yeah, that's back in the day.
0: And it? here we get these icon so even though you're missing a bunch of this with your pan and scan. You are he is still making sure to get your iconic shots in here too, right? Like
1: mm-hmm. they are central to the mm-hmm. you know they're it's not like you don't see uh like if it was real shitty pan and scan, you probably get the front the Kathleen Turner's face.
0: Right, but no, they're fitting it right and it's it's a dramatic they probably fucked that up though, um, when they moved. But it would it would yeah. still be very dramatic. And I think that's something
2: that I
0: there is there's gotta have been an artistry to pan and scanning just based on something like this still
2: maintained such um,
0: cultural relevance for so long before the DVD was standard. And that would have been, fuck, 2006? So, like...
2: Uh It's gotta be weird. I wonder
0: if you are like so I was what six when this fucking movie came out. If you were six now so if you were born in 19, oh, 19 2018 and you're watching shit you didn't know that this Ever would have looked any different than the right way,
1: right? Like, Like, you know, it's just like a generation of kids who, yeah, who were born and will never know TV before Simpsons was on, right? Like, there's generations of kids behind us. Shit, man, we're on. That's
0: 1989. That's not. Um, Oh, yeah. But it's just fucking. See, we wild. can remember
1: before all this shit was just on forever. But the ones behind us, the shit's just always been around. Yeah.
0: They get they get Dean Kundi in all his glory,
1: right. and they get to look never up know all, of,
0: all the information they ever want to know right away. Like,
1: unless they see like a clip of the shitty TV version.
0: Right. This You're is all they know.
1: On-
2: <laughs> just just the
0: tapes that are on archive just right. the, like 18 hours of television recorded
1: yeah just somebody who had like a random they do that like yeah, uh, I know
0: that's why I'm saying because I was looking at one of the uh... resale
1: stores over here
0: you oh, know you shit. can take all your
1: old school VHS tapes in there and they wow. sell like Just rando tapes full of bullshit.
2: Yep. It's funny that
0: it didn't occur to anyone that there'd be such nostalgia for that stuff. (laughs) Like, can you imagine fucking if you could just release,
2: I don't know... 16
0: straight hours of 80s commercials. Okay, that was a stuntman reference. He hit it with his hand up so it looked like it wasn't Douglas, and then he moved it and it wasn't Douglas. And that's to cover for the fact that's not Douglas. The
2: whole stuntman thing of the '80s, basically. Mm. Yeah, stuntmen were huge,
0: and like they, there were these stuntmen who did all this wacky shit, and like then the one nobody guy, ever knew who they were.
1: The one guy that died on a set of a uh, lethal weapon or some shit, Dar. Yeah, Dar Robinson. He was a big one. I don't know if he died on a set of lethal weapon, but he was like I think they dedicated it to him. He was really big.
0: So True lies made no attempt to hide the stuntmen. It lets you acknowledge
1: <laughs> any Arnold movie. <laughs> right? Like most Arnold movies. <laughs>
0: Which is this weird <laughs> crossover between low-budget action and fucking, like, the biggest movies of all time
1: ty- of that era. Like, when it was Arnold, you could tell it was a fucking stuff. Oh, man, yeah. and shit. When they would have the Arnold wig on and shit. <laughs> Dude, like, fucking... I was just watching Raw Deal, which is one of the shittiest 80s Arnold movies. It's just terrible.
0: Oh, I still
2: haven't seen it.
1: Oh, God, man. It, but it was legit shot, you know, in places in Chicago.
2: Right. Like.
1: But I think it had another title before it was Raw Deal, because it seems like one of those movies, it was in the can.
0: Okay. Oh. <laughs> and they, they,
1: they, they They were out of a, you know, they wanted to have just an Arnold movie out there. And
0: they were like, it's Raw Deal? Okay.
1: Right, let's put Raw Deal out just to keep Arnold relevant at the time.
2: Ah! (laughs) Very, uh, Goonies. Yeah. And well, what's... all of this shit
1: inspired it, you know. Yeah, because a year later, Spielberg goes, "Well, shit, let's uh, let's put kids in the middle of this shit." <laughs> <laughs> kids and dead bodies and skeletons and shit.
2: It is incredible <laughs> that. They did they still haven't really done anything with the Goonies.
1: I think they should just leave it the hell alone. I think
0: like they, should they had the do... opportunity
1: to do the cartoon and that yeah, that kind of fell off.
0: What about a prestige
2: making of but not
0: on the set? cuz you wouldn't want to have a bunch of kid
1: actors <laughs> <laughs> I really think they should have you know they they had a lot of shit that went with that movie like allegedly there was a 3 hour long cut That's which right. is obnoxious they still don't have for a movie like Goni. yeah they don't have the they don't have the uh this is a cut, they say right they need to release the octopus version, the version where they go to the uh the um convenience store, and then later on they get you know get involved with the octopus uh, there's a version of it where they say there were gorillas that escaped from the zoo. <laughs> They basically have nothing to do with the rest of the movie. They just... They keep cutting the two gorillas running around causing chaos in the town or some stupid shit. What so that, I'm glad they let that one go.
0: What that sounds like is you, you could take that three-hour cut and turn it into one hell of a movie serial. With the Yeah. Cliffhangers. yeah.
1: So it's but, like there's a version of Goonies that they just... For some reason refused to release and I don't know but then again now you got all these weird fake fans who act like yeah I used to watch it all the time when I was little no you didn't <laughs> cause Goonies was kind of one of those I don't know it wasn't super popular then no. It's Goonies, popular now as a yeah. kind of throwback thing. Goonies it was, was so never unpopular. at the same level as, like, Back to the Future.
0: No. Remember, Goonies couldn't even get a legit-looking box. Right. They packaged Goonies. They When they did try to rebrand Goonies, they tried to brand it Kittier. Warner yeah. put it out in one of the big old white clamshells. Like it was the never ending mm-hmm. story three or some shit. Yep. Hey, okay, here they are smoking some pot.
1: Oh, yeah. Woo-wee. Now, this is kind of like the whole of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is them trying to get to know each other, but more a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, yeah, I'm too. <laughs> a lot of uh, storytelling here, a lot of um, exposition yeah. going on.
2: The map
0: just made me realize this would have been a good model to follow for Aquaman. <laughs> Probably. I would have watched an Aquaman movie like this. Like I mean I wouldn't have actively hated myself while watching it as opposed to
1: Would you would you really be able to suffer through like Amber Heard's acting? Her her there and gone accent?
0: Well no, because it's it's you would have to still center it around. You're centering it around uh, Jane Foster, uh, Kathleen Turner as as Jane Foster. You're not centering it around. You can't have Mira. Ah, Mira's gone. Sorry. So you got to bring somebody, <laughs> somebody you can act, right?
2: Arthur. Well yeah, except she was nowhere near the worst in that movie. Like
1: God. And there's what's his what's his face who just needs to be in every goddamn movie? <laughs> um
0: Patrick Wilson.
1: Yes. Like how does he get work? Who 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 loves him that much in the industry that he's just all over the goddamn place?
0: I think he's basically the only white guy in that age group who hasn't said something super shitty.
1: Yeah. Cuz I just
0: what's the realized... other guy who's just like Patrick Wilson um hmm. fuck Aaron Eckhart. There you Aaron go. Aaron Eckhart says some said some stupid
1: shitty stuff. Like Well, he's he used to get confused with uh, Thomas Jane.
0: Thomas Jane did some stupid, yeah. says some stupid, shitty stuff, and apparently he's still married to Patricia Arquette, which has got to be weird. But um, wow. yeah, so there's like a limited number of these dudes, and he's in those insidious movies, so he can do whatever he fucking wants.
2: Like he's directed like three of those, or at least two. Patrick Wilson, auteur. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't.
0: I haven't seen any of them, and I and I don't dislike Patrick Wilson, and I love. I don't dislike
1: characters. him either. It's just I, just I just recently found out that what Insidious and what's the other one. I just realized those are two different like franchises and shit.
0: But there is one that's connected to the other franchises.
1: Right. There's one that's connected to but the they, other ones. I mean,
0: it's not He and Rose Byrne are the investigators, and then he and Vera Farmagina are the right. haunted parents.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I, I couldn't yeah, I can't tell the difference. I just realized those are two different Franchises. I think
0: I read something about it. I think, I don't know. If you had told me that Rose Byrne was gonna be on two TV shows a year and in four movies a year back in, I don't know, even the first season of damages, I would have been like, that's that's gonna be I don't believe you that you know I'll be watching all of those things. I'm like, I haven't watched a Rose Byrne thing and fucking, I don't know. I'm just like I'm glad she made it, but like I was hoping for more.
1: Yeah, she's another one that's just everywhere, but nowhere at the same time. Like she's everywhere, but she hasn't quite gotten, uh, what do you say, a notoriety, I guess, for.
0: She's still mid tier. Yeah, she still seems like she's she's hustling.
1: Like she's still got to work. Right.
0: And like.
1: She's been around long enough.
0: Yeah. She needs her breakthrough. Or like, her breakthrough's not gonna happen, so she's just gonna keep I don't Being know, maybe, character maybe... chick. Maybe physical's great. I hope it is.
2: I'm gonna watch it someday, I think. <laughs>
0: There's too much TV. And everything's three seasons. Way
1: too much. Like... Yeah. You gotta, or, or it doesn't run long enough. It has a really good first season. and they just throw in the towel.
0: <laughs> Netflix, motherfucker. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, oh. There we got some tension, children. Tension.
1: Yeah, they're getting all up in each other's face here.
0: Okay, so we will not just be sitting around going, oh, I don't know, what the fuck, like, we don't really need to talk about this uh, next week, because mm. Jewel Denial is a hot fucking disaster. Like, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible.
2: I think I remember seeing it once
1: in a theater, and then... Once it hit cable, it was one of those you watch like five minutes of it and turn the channel.
0: (laughs) Now, this is another thing, though. A lot of movies that played in syndication, right? Because that became sort of a norm, but definitely by the late 90s, but sort of in the mid 90s. or They premiered on Fox. They weren't a network premiere. Hmm. They got 15 to 20 minutes chopped out of them. There are some movies that inevitably were improved by losing 15 to 20 minutes. Like, I bet Jewel of (laughs) the Nile is a much better movie when it's cut by 15 minutes. Yeah.
1: Because it's one of those, it's just, it just goes on and on (laughs) until... And it has blatant sequences as opposed to something like this where you could tell somebody
2: thought first or this is also the kind of thing that um,
0: Kirk Russell never did because I think he took right, himself he went too straight.
1: seriously. Yeah, he went. This would have been perfect for him. Yeah. Because this totally this and like fatal attraction. Mm. You could tell it sort of made Michael Douglas feel like he was this stud guy, and he yeah. just really was.
0: And he ran with that shit until he ran with it.
1: Nineteen
0: ninety. Yeah. I remember. Exactly
1: Like, I can see Alec Baldwin being that way, but Douglas is just kind of a dad, you know? (laughs) Yeah. He just comes off like that. He doesn't come off as this hunky stud that he thinks he is in this movie. Yeah. and That's why he's good in this, but, you know, this is before he really started... Yeah, you know, believing in that bullshit.
0: This is a very uh, Jack Burton, this is not quite Jack Burton, but this is Burton-esque, right? Right. Like, this is Indiana Jones plus Jack Burton. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one of the things that I feel like we really missed out on was Big Trouble sequels. Oh, hell yeah. There I should have at least been
1: two or three of those. Two,
0: and like a legacy sequel that was shitty, but we forgave well, it. remember at one time
2: somebody uh, who was the writer?
1: Yeah. Uh, W.D. Yeah. Richter.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think they were trying to come out with a Big Trouble sequel or something but he was also trying to work on a, a Buckaroo Banzai. So, oh, this yeah, dude.
0: I love this dude. He's this awesome. Dude, Hell this yeah. This dude's great. Um, I'm pretty sure there is a... There's a Big Trouble comic.
1: Oh yeah, there's comic. Boom. that's a crossover.
0: But there's just a straight Big Trouble comic, and I'm pretty sure at least the first six issues are great. One of those licensed properties, the first arc, maybe the first two arcs is fucking great. Um, Mm -hmm. What is it? Sons of Anarchy. I've still never seen the show, but the boom comic was really good. They had a comic. They had a cop. They had a fucking comic for some reason. And it was really (laughs) good. Like, 32 issues I read and I was like, this is really good. It was just wow. really well done comics. Yeah. But this fucking guy. Okay, now we gotta get on this dude.
1: Okay. because oh, yeah, he, He's good in this.
0: So I can't imagine anybody watching this has not seen uh, Romancing the Stone, but he is a novel. He's a fan of her novels. And all of his gang know her novels. Because he, like, has read them to his gang and makes them read them. It's awesome.
2: And it's Uh,
1: just the the craziest fucking coincidence that...
0: Yep. And that's... Getting away with the coincidence is the sign of, like, the master just being able to, especially... Now people don't even try to do it.
1: No. This guy's still two steps behind.
0: This dude's going to be around the whole movie. Which is weird, because you don't... Because Danny DeVito is very memorable. He did a commercial for like the video, right? And then didn't he do... Wasn't the... Teaser trailer for Jewel Denial, just Dan DeVito saying he was on his way or something. Yeah. 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 Remember,
1: yeah, they used to do those type of teasers where you knew the fucking movie was coming out. Yeah. And
0: (laughs) it was a weird time because you know, you didn't couldn't just
1: look and see when a release date was. But this was one of the ones where it was like. It became a hit, and then they started saying, "Oh, we're going to do a sequel." Yeah, it was, you know, that's
0: kind of how it, it used wasn't to like be. that back in the yeah.
1: day. Yeah, because
2: normally they would be, um, you know, down the road, it would be more, uh,
1: you know, oh, we got it, we're working on a sequel, as opposed to.
0: We were we're planning we're now planning on doing a sequel, um, yeah. like something like Jaws, for example. They they didn't have a sequel in mind. If they'd had a sequel in mind, no. they would have fucking signed everyone. Like now, it's not. There, nobody was franchise building. Nobody was universe building.
2: No, hell no.
0: I mean, this entire movie would be filmed in Los Angeles County today. Oh, yeah. And on sound stages with CGI backdrops.
1: But that's also part of the reason why Back to the Future was such a surprise. When it got sequels. mm mm-hmm. It was one of those that was well enough by itself. And then suddenly, oh, we're doing Back to the Future Part 2.
0: Well, don't forget, there was the sequel teaser that was added to the VHS that wasn't originally there.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Originally, it was just, yeah, they did the flash to the credits and then put in the, yeah, and on video they added to be continued, which. uh,
2: Four years later.
1: (laughs) Well, that was kind of the same with Ghostbusters. You know, nobody was really expecting a Ghostbusters 2 till, you know, it just got so much bigger than what it was.
0: Yeah, I think, and those Interest remained high, right? Like, Ghostbusters remained culturally relevant. Even, you know, 84 was a big thing. Like, versus Gremlins, which did not, right? Like, Gremlins faded quickly, whereas Ghostbusters remained beloved and so they could
1: get the sequel... Yes. Ghostbusters, yeah, Ghostbusters. What? They had the cartoon.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It was old franchise going. So it was They're
0: like, y'all better
1: have a fucking movie. There's got to be a sequel to this. but has yeah. no
0: continuity with the cartoon that ran for what four seasons. Cartoon? Oh, yeah. How many seasons? Oh, did the run cartoon for?
1: ran from what 86 to 91.
0: Eighty six to ninety one. Think about how much more content that is than two movies.
1: Yeah. Uh so kind of cool though, in the later ones though, where they reference the movies and shit.
2: Oh, did they get to that point?
1: Yeah, they even put uh they put Moranus' character in the cartoon. Really? Yeah, in later episodes.
0: Okay, yep. I must. Uh...
1: Yeah, they often mention like Vigo and all that shit.
2: Oh wow!
1: Okay, so we got our uh, escape, escape here. Thing here, yep. Now, boom. Uh, smoking, a bandit in action. Yep, with cars. Hmm,
0: this is a sort of. This is the type of thing that would be a Burt Reynolds movie. There you go. Oh, yeah. This would have been a Burt Reynolds movie in, like, 78. You could have done it as a... It's either a Burt Reynolds movie with Sally Field again, or it's the Roy Scheider one with Meryl Streep,
2: where she's mute. a minute.
0: Okay, did anybody notice the tree behind Michael Douglas? <laughs> anybody the notice the tree? The tree. Oh, Michael Douglas just
2: realized. There we go. There we go.
0: you look at that fucking oh
1: yeah look at that shot
0: so this is the other thing is uh Kevin Feige sort of infamously made a comment to Chloe Zhao about the Eternals like how did you get that shot of the sunrise and she's like I went out and shot the sun and he was <laughs> like oh
2: and it
0: The thing is, if you take your film production crew to Hawaii or wherever, you're going to shoot some shit. If you just are creating a CGI backdrop, it's just a backdrop. Like, it's not, your location is not part of your, I don't know, it's not a character of itself. Whereas lots of location shooting, especially starting around this time, was very much about making the place they were shooting um, part of the deal. Mm-hmm. See various films
2: set in Paris in the 90s. Yeah.
0: Oh, is this the dance scene? Yeah, so basically, Romancing the Stone is just like a romance, really. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. They're about to dance. Um, It's a very nice scene. They're about like, to
1: fall for this guy. Yeah. They're falling for each other, basically. Mm.
0: This is kind of your Princess Leia Han Solo, only. Um,
2: the stakes are a little bit
0: different. But basically, it's the princess and the scoundrel. It would have been funny if Harrison Ford had threatened To do this movie or something, like just to fuck with Michael Douglas. It's like, oh, I heard Michael Douglas is a really good movie to do. I might do that. Michael Douglas is like, oh my God, no. Uh, It's something a little
2: different. Uh...
0: Wanted too much money. (laughs) Or no, Tom Selleck would have been burnt out. This was 84, was the year of Lasseter. We knew Tom Selleck wasn't a movie star.
1: And he was doing Magnum.
2: Yeah. And he was getting paid. Yeah. Too bad he sucks. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, now we're getting a little bit of
0: We're getting a bathing, or a post-bathing scene, but we're playing it for comedy, or we're playing it for, like, whatever, cuteness. Now we have, Uh I don't know if he thinks he's wearing this outfit better than he's wearing it, but... Oh, he does. Look at, just... He looks like the dude from Poltergeist 2, with that hair. He looks
1: like, he's dressed like... That a, outfit looks like some shit. The Osmond brothers. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, okay. I'm I'm sorry, everyone. I <laughs> talked a lot of shit in the mid to late '90s about Antonio Banderas. Desperado sucks, but there is a big difference between Antonio Banderas and Michael Douglas. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, I watched Black Rain a couple months ago. Oh, that was
1: bad. See that's one I keep kinda No, don't do
0: it. Uh, Just watch Blade Runner. <laughs> Just watch Blade Runner. You know Tokyo? Tokyo could look like Blade Runner.
2: Uh,
0: but no. There's a motorcycle chase through downtown New York. Uh,
2: because
0: it's one of those LA for New York movies. Like uh Oh boy. Or when the L.A. film crews come to New York uh, as best. Um,
1: but that's another one of those. By, which one? That's kind of another one of those um, Michael Douglas just sort of poses for the camera.
0: Yes. Oh, he's fucking awful. It's horrific. Like, some of the they shit he does... They so- watch dance
1: here. Watch how he dances here. This <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. He does a sexy dance here, doesn't he?
2: Right. it's... Was... <laughs> oh, we better cut from the sexy dancing.
1: It's dead. Oh. Just trying to.
0: Oh, it is totally
1: dead. See?
0: <laughs> that's the thing. All right. Gary and Cole. And his hair is. <laughs> Gary Cole. He's got the. Michael Douglas has the career that Gary Cole should have had.
1: Like, to a T. Every
0: role. Okay, we've got a full got comedy the, the, beat. He's
1: yeah. got the Barry Gibb hairdo. Yeah.
0: He's fucking <laughs> hair. he's, he's Clark Gill- <laughs> Griswold. Like, it's a Clark Griswold. He should have been fucking Michael Douglas as, as Clark. Kathleen Turner. Damn it. Oh, remind me to have Chad GPT write it. A fucking serious uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, but recast with Michael oh, Douglas hey. and Kathleen Turner. And where would Danny DeVito be? They took it over. Alternate universe.
1: Cousin Eddie. Oh,
0: DeVito's
1: my God. Pousin Don't Eddie.
0: let me forget this. I'm going to have Chad GPT do it. Don't let me forget it. <laughs> But yes, we're getting this adorable dance sequence, right? Like oh, Alan Silvestri just made it a little bit less silly. Michael Douglas is being less of a goof. Okay. Uh no, Clooney never really did this. Like Clooney never really did. He was kind of too old by the time.
2: He would have done something like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, he would have had to have done this early on. Yeah, like right after ER, or while he was on there, or something. Instead
0: of Batman, George Clooney relaunched.
1: Yeah, something like this. Yeah.
0: Okay, we've got
2: the. what Oh, we... yeah yeah, we want to see a lot of Mikey. Okay.
0: So the youth are all uh, uncomfortable about the uh, sex scenes in movies, and people are joking about how it seems like this, that, you know, you bonded with your parents over, like, oh, Should we fast
1: forward to this? Because this is just weird. Yeah, we're seeing a little bit more of uh, Kathleen.
0: You're also seeing a little bit more of Mikey.
1: Just as long as we don't see that flat, pasty fucking. (laughs) Just the Douglas ass?
0: Oh my goodness. Like, people don't realize that Mel Gibson really probably made it on his ass for two years. He didn't show it in four, though, did he?
2: Lethal Weapon four. He showed it in one. Oh, right, but he did the he did the undies in two. Right. Mm. No, no. There Here's was a the
1: shirt
0: in three. Oh yes. Never. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This movie's rated PG, by the way.
1: Well, as long as you don't see anything, I guess, and it's from the side, that's how they justify Mm -hmm.
0: it. Okay, so, he just stole the map.
2: Post-coital. Betrayed her. And now... Han Solo didn't do that.
0: Okay, so now we got this guy. (laughs) So... There was, in, like, the 70s, you always... Oh, look at... Michael Douglas is in some lifts there. <laughs> um, In the 70s, you would have had, like, a name actor as your villain. I mean, you would have had Laurence Olivier playing a Colombian guy.
1: Like, they didn't care in the 70s. Or, d- or like, uh fucking... Like the boys in Brazil. Right. Mitchum. Not Robert Mitchum. Uh, fucking. Who's the other guy? Gregory Peck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Be the heavy.
0: Yeah. So instead, post-Darth Vader, your good heavies are sort of these just like really obscure character actors who did this and then played the lawyer the female lawyer's dad and something else
2: like okay so now danny devito has joined our heroes here and We've got 30 minutes left, but
0: basically this is one of those shows that's like a, uh, or one of those movies, that's very (laughs) much a uh, triumvirate, right? You got the three, you got these two, and you got Danny DeVito, but he hasn't been around yet. So they had managed to establish him as part of this triumvirate in 30 minutes or less.
1: Oh, look at that. You yep. know, it warms it, it, it to a heart.
2: <laughs> oh my god, uh, something's wrong. I got my phone plugged up, but it's going down. Oh, mm. well, speaking nope, of goonies. <laughs> cave scenes of the early 1980s. Um, <laughs> with, of course, a special mention to of, of mazes and monsters. <laughs> See, nobody but Dean Kundi should shoot a, a cave. Okay. I'm trying to
0: think, other like treasure hunting movies of the eighties? I mean, this is very Indiana Jones, right? This is and at this point they would have only seen Raiders, so it's like the romance novel version of Raiders with...
1: Yeah, that's how they were trying to spin it.
0: Yeah. Well, especially with the poster. He's
2: swinging on the poster, right? Yeah.
1: And up until this point, Raiders was it. Yeah. So... They were chasing Raiders at this point, because Temple of Doom was coming out.
0: And nobody really chased Temple of Doom. No. Okay, and is it going to be one of those movies where there is no treasure, or will there be a treasure? There is a treasure,
2: and it's a piece of junk. So she's
0: writing adventure romance novels too. Like let's let's not just uh, think that they're romance novels without some. Okay, oh. they got a kryptonite light on that shit. Look at that. That's some fucking kryptonite there.
2: <laughs> All of. Michael Douglas's hair falls out, and he reveals himself oh, cool. to be like Slither—a little gift from home. <laughs> I know they're just like, "Who the fuck?" Wow, well, I'm the creep. Ah, Romancing the Stone. Yep. We have a title, folks. God, he really did think that, like, oh, I can pull off a mullet, I can do it. Okay, so we're going to get a car chase over fields, which is
0: usually best played for comedy, which this is, because we have Danny DeVito. And we have a stuntman for Douglas. And we've got Mounties. (laughs) And we got Douglas.
1: Snatched it back. Snatched it back. Doing his Ooh. own
0: stunt there. Not there. Or, not for DeVito there. Oh, yeah. Okay, you've now seen all of Jewel Denial, too, folks. Like, <laughs> Michael Douglas hanging out of vehicles.
2: And Danny DeVito foiled by horses. Did you just see the wig
0: on the stunt lady for...
1: <laughs> the shit leaped.
0: Uh, I think that's a little model.
1: Yeah, that's a
0: little model.
1: No. <laughs>
0: that's, that's a real car without anybody in it.
1: Right. Take a maneuver that shit.
0: But we're still keeping our banter going during the sequence
1: here, which is...
0: Huh? And ah no, over the
2: falls. There we go. Woo.
1: I think they used the clip that clip for like the intro to the the fall guy or some shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> they did use a lot of clips from actual movies.
2: I would be going to use. Oh, they used no. the one from. Uh, silver streak I never did that Wilder season. gets knocked off the uh the train Yeah The Bickerson's here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too bad that uh, Tom Cruise never did one of these.
1: well. Wow. Yeah, he could have fell into yeah. something like this.
2: But then the he voices. ended up doing what's what's the one with a. Uh, I think he did one with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Right? Night
0: and Day. Yeah.
1: Right. That's that him would... being Tom Cruise.
0: Yeah. It's him being Ethan Hunt. So.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, so is
0: he going to show up, or is he going to take the money and run? Because they've got to get the jewel to this guy to get the sister back. But Jack wants the jewel
2: for himself.
0: The problem with bringing Danny DeVito back for the second one is that Danny DeVito's not Joe Pesci. <laughs> and they fixed that problem in Lethal Weapon, where they turned right. Joe Pesci in the second they, one. They,
1: they, they give them, they make him a fixture, you yeah. know, and it's organic the way they do it.
0: Yeah, and they do it really As quick, opposed... and then they keep, them, like, turning him into right. the realtor. It's perfect integration. This yeah. is not going to have anything like that. It's going to be awkward and terrible, and it's just like... Just cause you light your your buds with your co-star or something. Right. Yeah, and then you work it, it
1: into the sequel.
0: <laughs> like that the Orca, bam. What are we watching, oh, wow. folks? Look at that. What the fuck are we watching?
1: Wing. Or maybe that's just a, a nod anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: Um But
0: oh I love this sequence so much. Oh, oh. these locations.
1: Yeah. Oh, just look at look at that the yep. lights. Yep. Look at that! I
2: love that yep. shot. Yep. Mm.
1: Because
0: now what we've got is we have it ending in a like Just architectural a very thing, thing. Yeah. like
1: this it, castle or it, you can bunker.
0: Presumably imagine a romance novel describing the history of this place in detail or something, right? Like it's just a really nice way of doing it. And the second one does not get that at all. It just doesn't get it at all.
1: This is very pirates, too.
0: Right.
2: This antiquated the you know place that they're in. So, she doesn't have the jewel
0: yet? Or she does have the jewel?
1: Well, Jack has the jewel.
0: Right.
1: She has the map, I think. Or okay. uh, They want the map and the jewel. Or, I don't know. They want the jewel.
0: They definitely want the jewel.
2: And Joan has the map. Okay, so the,
0: they wanted the map, but instead she went and got the jewel from the map.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But they don't necessarily know that because of Danny DeVito not being there yet. <clears throat> right.
2: Right. Ira. But 1984 was about the last time you would have some guy like this. Yeah, Greaseball. Yeah. <laughs> or no, they were kind of like you know those
1: crooks that you find on an old cartoon.
0: Yeah, he's like a sitcom guest star from the like yeah, late
1: seventies, like a crook, a robber. <laughs> Somebody who would break in Archie Bunker's house or some mm-hmm.
2: shit. Oh boy. hmm Of course Jack is still dressed in his his getup. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Michael Douglas really seems to think he should have been like Robert Yeah, he Frank thinks he's
1: a stud, but he kind of just looks kind of yeah, I, don't know, I can't say dorky, but like he's anything but cool.
0: <laughs> right. And like he doesn't get that that's working in his favor in this. Like That's bringing it back to Jack Burton. Part of the Jack Burton is is that Kurt Russell looks like like an action hero.
1: Right. You see (laughs) Kurt Russell in that outfit.
0: Right. Like
1: with his Kurt Russell hair. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks better already. Okay.
0: How did they never do that with him and Goldie? Why did he and Goldie never do this?
1: Yeah, him and Goldie should have did one. It well. No, see, I keep forgetting. Bird on a wire was was Mel Gibson, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> How come that wasn't Kurt? Like, yeah, they should have done something similar to this. Yeah. Instead of fucking overboard, <laughs> <laughs> played every goddamn day. <laughs>
2: Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Shitty accent. Oh. They didn't do a, Hey,
0: you! Get your damn hands off her! <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was made... This is what Zemeckis was like before he'd met Crispin Glover. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay.
1: Grr. Gators. I wonder if it was a coincidence that this and Temple of Doom had gators at the end of them. Are they from the same gator rental place? Right.
0: <laughs> well, then you would also have the um, Crocodile Dundee. Well,
2: that came um,
0: later, didn't it? That came later, but that also filled this sort of spot
1: oh yeah romantic but sort of
0: romantic was, that action was comedy that was different a little bit different the first
1: one was different part two was like
0: yeah very that, much this yeah part yeah. two
1: was a fucking turnover
0: uh, yeah part one was fish out of water stuff
1: um, yeah that was a straight comedy like very but little then, action. Yeah. And then part 2 was like Part 2 was like Commando and Outback. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I've always been Look. bewildered that they
2: didn't relaunch that with
0: just Hugh Jackman or something.
1: That would have been cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. And there goes the jewel.
0: But I guess Aussie exploitations passe. Okay, so we just had an arm chewed off in our PG movie. We've had some uh through wet uh, cloth, and then we had the, it's not naked if we press our naked bodies over our uh whatevers. Uh, yeah. It's not a new scene, bits. and that it. This is very much a.
1: Now that dude is good because he's like acting like he actually got his hand chewed mm-hmm. off. This like, whole
0: not like it's Henry Silva, you mean? <laughs>
1: right, Henry Silva would have just went stiff.
0: Er, <laughs> Still sniff- had the same expression okay. on his face. <laughs> yeah. Can he make other expressions?
1: No, right. <laughs> stuck like that since 62. (laughs) Johnny Cool, whatever the fuck that (laughs) movie
2: was Okay. So we're chasing
1: so that gator decided hey, I, I I got a hand, so let me go take a walk.
2: So, also, at this point, you didn't have a lot of guys,
0: like, doing your... The, Michael Douglas doing machine gun stuff is more Stallone territory at this point right. than anything else, right? Like, it's action movie. It's action hero stuff. It's, it's
1: B-movie he probably said he wouldn't do this movie unless
0: he got they to had shoot those machine guns. Oh, shoot yeah. those
1: fucking guns.
0: There's that what is that one called? Bloodwork, this uh one of the Clint Eastwood ones, old man Clint Eastwood ones, and Jeff Daniels has a submachine gun at some point for no reason. And I'm like, did Jeff Daniels say he wanted to shoot a submachine gun? Like, was that like one <laughs> of the conditions? Because it makes no sense. Like, all of a
2: sudden, it was 1982 again and shit, and it was just like, oh! (laughs) Okay. Another
0: great location. Some beautiful lighting here. Look at this. I
1: love this. And
2: Silvestri's killing it with the score. Yep. All right here it comes. I love this shit. And Joan
1: steps up. You know, yep. she's the hero heroine of the story here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, and at this point, Michael Douglas is sort of in your your third tier, and this is your showdown between Joan and the Heavy, who wasn't a Heavy.
2: Mm-hmm. But is Jack going to actually let the Gator go to hell? Yeah, can't have them both, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> this is also something i
0: can see jamie lee curtis trying to have done before oh yeah
1: true lies she could have done this yeah She definitely could have done this if she didn't insist on having that haircut. (laughs) No, it has to be short.
2: (laughs) I'm cutting my hair now. Nicholas Hammond never slid down like that. Just saying.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we haven't been keeping track but basically, oh, Jack didn't end up doing anything.
1: and yeah, Jack didn't do a damn thing here because Joan saved herself. Yeah, and that's kind of the gist of the movie, anyways.
2: Which is because what the character the second in her is. book.
1: Yeah, right. Character in her book is a strong female, you know, or whatever. DeVito gets left by his punk-ass cousin.
0: Wait a second. Ira's not in the second one, but he lives? Yeah. So it's even worse than I thought.
1: Oh yeah, they totally edged out that dude. I don't think he gets mentioned or anything. I
0: think in the promo DeVito's calling Ira on the phone. No.
1: Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. No, he's not. No. right. Uh, uh-uh, because yeah. it was totally sold as a yeah. as, as a Douglas DeVito Turner film.
0: Okay. Because
1: they, they did the video, remember? They... <laughs> <laughs> they did When the Go and Get Stuff. Yep. <laughs> Billy Ocean.
0: <laughs> yep, hell yeah, next week. Ah. It's going to be the best fucking thing about it. <laughs> Ugh. they could have done they should have they should have done the music video over the end credits revolution years early for that one Mm. that's the other thing folks home video releases often had your hit music video intercut with the the end credits Uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves was the big
2: example of this
1: that damn song.
2: Ugh. Yep. Is that Eric Clapton?
1: No. That was... It was... Um, it was t- Brian it was Adams.
0: Brian... Ad- the two other guys, Sting,
1: right? No, no, that was... Brian Adams did Everything I Do, and then that was a hit, right?
0: hmm So
1: then later on, Disney decided, we got Three Musketeers coming out, so we're gonna uh... do this song... Ooh. And it's going to be in the same tone of everything I do, but we're going to have three guys in it. And it's going to be Brian Adams, Sting, and uh, Rod Stewart. Oh,
0: my God. Um, they did
1: All for Love. <laughs> um, yeah. And it sounded exactly like everything I do. So, it was, you know.
2: We've
0: sort of missed and, out on the uh, era oh yeah, the, of your power ballad and your your supergroup power ballad in your late 80s thing. But wait! Look at this. Did you forget? It's a fucking sailboat in the middle of New York City.
1: Now, and Joan has a glow up here because now she looks like yeah Kathleen Turner but, proper. Looks like the same street Tootsie lives on.
2: 82, but not shot by Dean Kundi. No. But it, it does look good, though. Yeah.
1: Whoever shot that. Ooh. Oh, look Ooh. at that. He stole Snake Plissken's boots.
2: Yeah. Call me Alligator Pliskin. Oh, God. <laughs> Gator Pliskin.
1: oh he even got himself a fancy jacket
0: yep you like that collar you know you like that all that that. shit from he's got a cravat on doesn't he doesn't he have a (laughs) fucking cravat that's some shit
1: (laughs) Christopher Lambert would have wore and Highlander uh uh huh (laughs) Oh, take us away, Alice Silvestri.
0: Now, what you have there is some really complicated composite shot. Because they are not on that boat. But that boat does definitely appear to be in New York City.
1: Oh, well, they probably look. That's back then where you could do type.
0: Like well, now it looks like it but in the first at the beginning it did not look like it okay but yes so even though this reveal is uh, a minute and a half it has a very big uh, it's distinct because you've got these end credits that don't fade out for quite a while and you just continue with the practical effect shot as it were
1: no, I don't think that's for real, because the car went by it.
0: Yeah, that the boat's definitely there. I'm saying there was something about
1: oh, the them shot of the them boat.
0: kissing in the boat. Like, almost, mm-hmm. they superimposed them kissing before they cut <laughs> to fucking stunt people. Because tough old Michael Douglas was not going to fucking get pulled around in a boat. like
1: <laughs> Up the street, up the block there because we still got people moving, and Mm -hmm.
0: this
1: is very much a live shot. We have not
0: paused yet. Are we going to pause before we fade out? We'll have to see. But this is also the year of Ghostbusters, so New York location shooting was sort of a big deal this year.
1: Yeah, New York was all up just... It wasn't until, like, I would say John Hughes stepped in where people started acknowledging, you know, Chicago. Yeah. Because everything was always New York or California. Of course, you got your occasional Miami.
0: Yeah, and you'd get, starting in the late 80s, you'd
1: start getting other um, oh
0: places.
1: Eddie Grant performed yeah. matching the Stone.
0: Mechanical alligator effects. Chris Wallace, Inc. So there's our wow. talented gremlins. Unintentional. Gremlins. <laughs> but you <laughs> notice we, Danny DeVito has not had a, an epilogue in this. We have not. Oh, we did. No. We missed it. We missed it when it paused. The street is paused.
2: It is? Yeah. 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 People aren't yeah. moving. Yeah.
0: And there you have it, um, romancing stone.
1: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Next one's not good. Next one's pretty bad. Uh romancing and fourteen yeah. minutes next time. Mm. Is Jewel the Nile longer? Is it? Oh God, is Jewel the Nile by fucking Connor and uh, that? Rosa it may one? not
1: be longer. It might feel like it's longer, though.
0: <laughs> Okay, Jewel of the Nile. Here we go. Come on. It is 146, so it's the same amount of time. It is. It is Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal, those guys who suck completely. <laughs> it is Lewis who wrote Star Trek 5 as well as Superman 4. Um, Lewis Teague was the guy who is not uh Sidney J. Fury. And Director of Photography, Jan de Bont. Oh, wow. Yep. So, Jan de Bont, who has retired completely since uh, the bomb of Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, the Cradle of Life, after his falling out with Steven Spielberg
1: over the oh, wow, man. giant yeah, just...
0: ghost at the end of The
1: Haunting. Hey, you know, speaking of Jan de Bont. Yes. Whatever became of this... Uh... Remember they were talking a, a Twister sequel. Twister, like seriously talking about it. Like I think it's a happening. couple years back.
0: I think the I think it was going to happen, and then the, the strikes probably delayed it. But I think they're doing it.
1: Oh my god! Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> speed movies are too long.
1: They would be a duology. Okay. Oh yeah, those are way too damn. I can't. The second one's like one forty-two, and I I've love decent speed little... too. I've had my fill of Keanu for for at least a couple of months. Did you you did John Wick four right? I've seen them all. Like the other night, they played one through three, and yeah. I, much as I like him, I'm I'm fucking Keanu Reeves out because they're playing all those other shitty movies now. You know,
0: Johnny Numatic, Johnny Numatic in black and white. <laughs> in black and white, that makes it good. Uh, <laughs> all right everybody well what else have we got to say um i don't know well romance of the stone was great it
1: was a it was a cable staple for a long time and i don't know it just kind of i guess it was it gave birth to the the douglas devito turner trio you know that
0: which never really paid
1: off in it never really paid off because war of the roses was supposed to be a hit and then people saw it and were so turned off by the the end of it. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: The that era kind of starting with Witches of Eastwick, I guess, not More mm-hmm. Roses, but sort of your uh, dark, dark comedy comedy era. It was a very weird one cuz while those they were hits or some of them were hits at the time even Zemeckis did one, uh, Death Becomes Her, even though Death he Becomes played Her was it
1: a little bit funny, spoofier, but yeah. It's, it still was never a, it never really, it wasn't a, you know, because if it had been a hit, then Zemeckis probably would have more weight, I think. Death Becomes Her was just, I think it, it did well, but it didn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't a super hit.
0: Yeah, so. Because
1: he kept trying, and then he did, uh, fucking, uh,
0: Gump, baby!
1: Forrest Gump, which, yeah, was his magnum opus. And then, what's the... uh, (sighs) trying to think of this crappy CG one.
0: Beowulf.
1: Polar Express, Beowulf. Polar Polar Express, Beowulf. Castaway, (laughs) Flight. He started doing Uh, shit like that. Now, Flight is actually good.
0: Flight's got a lot of good stuff. Flight's very good. Kelly Riley's. Really? I think she sucked. Didn't she suck in that? I can't.
1: She was alright. I mean, yeah, all right. she wasn't playing, you know, she wasn't the badass. She was the girl. You know, and it's you, you, when you play the girl, it, it's just... Yeah,
0: hey, you're limited. Dang. Hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, he, yeah, he's another one of those guys who he thought he was going to revolutionize Hollywood with his CGI shit, and he didn't. And now,
1: has
0: he started doing movies for streaming yet, or...
1: like Maybe.
0: As he retired. Like these guys they all, you know,
1: they all end up doing at least one or two stream yeah, movies just to
0: get paid. Um <laughs> Except Spielberg. Spielberg's one of the few who hasn't yet. And Peter Jackson's like, Oh no, they they only pay me for my because you
1: know. Now um, if they were smart, they would use that Netflix money and do a 1010 sequel.
0: Yep. If they were smart. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never
1: see that movie. We'll never see a nope. sequel to it. Uh, such a good, underrated movie. Uh, I see
0: that. All yeah. right. Next week, Jewel Denial. Um,
1: yeah, strap in, kids. It's going to be great. <laughs> Especially once the, the, the actual Jewel shows up. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. Never
0: gets old. Never gets no. old. <laughs> Lawrence Conn. You know... Connor and Rosenthal could have written the Martha lines. Uh. Is the is the Martha line beneath Connor and Rosenthal? It might actually be. We'll find out uh. next week when we, all,
1: <laughs> when we
0: all meet the Jewel of the Nile.
1: Later.